Now it's time for the major announcement. And Loren, when I saw this email yesterday morning, it was like a nuclear bomb went off in my inbox and in my brain. And then when I eventually saw your reply, I think you said, this is why I don't ever nap. Yeah, and you know, in some parts it's because I I missed out on the initial announcement and the reaction to it within our CJOB family. And then on the other hand, there was some relief. I, I had two more hours without knowing this change was coming because I think it's the kind of email, you know, I, I suppose we all knew was coming one day, but I thought maybe in 2045 or 2055 or 2065 or or hopefully never. I think we'd all be happy if we'd never, this news was never announced ever, but it's not our news it's our next guest news to share. And so I think we should just say hello to Bob Irving this morning. And perhaps, Bob, we can just ask you to share with our listeners what was in that email yesterday. Wow, you guys are making this sound way, way too dramatic. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this for, well, a couple of years. Uh, when the Bombers won the Grey Cup in 2019, my wife and I decided I would do one more Bomber season, which would be 2020. And then the season was canceled because of COVID, so we decided that 2021 would be my last season. And so uh, I have informed the powers that be at CJOB and Chorus Entertainment that I'm retiring at the end of this season. I will no longer be doing Blue Bomber games after they win the West Final in December the 5th, and I'll go to the Grey Cup and cover their victory there. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to ride off into the sunset, as they say. And uh, so that's the... Uh, the information I shared, uh, or that was shared with the staff yesterday, and I would uh, wrap it up, I guess, by simply saying, it's time. Bob, I golfed with you last summer at Breezy Bend, and uh, you seemed quite relaxed, not having to be at football practice. Well, yeah, I was, and, you know, I got, kind of, I think, a taste of retirement in 2020 when there was no football, and I had a summer off for the first time in my uh, career at CJOB because I've covered football ever since 1974. I arrived here in 73 and I've covered football since 74. And that meant my summers were tied up. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. I've loved every minute of what I've done at CJOB, particularly covering the football and particularly being the voice of the Blue Bombers. But my summers uh, were never mine. Now my wife Day and I can set our own summer schedule which we did in 2020 and quite enjoyed it. And I will miss the work. I'll miss the football. I'll miss doing the games for sure. Uh, but there are other factors involved here that uh, made it clear to me that it is simply time for me to put my microphone on the shelf, although maybe I can do a little bit here and there <laughs> next year on CJOB, and maybe you guys will call me occasionally and say, hey, we want to know what you think about this or that. Uh, so I'm retiring, but, uh, you know, maybe my voice can be heard, uh, again, somewhere down the road. It's just, you know, people ask me why, uh, it's just time. That's all, I guess, all I can say. That's the best way to sum it up. You know, uh, I don't think you mentioned we might be being dramatic, but the first text in this morning, Bob, from Curtis says, quote, this is the saddest news ever. And I think it's just because you're such a, uh, part of the station and the family of our listeners. And so, you know, when you think back all these decades and you look back to when you were coming up and, and they first gave you the nod to yeah. do play-by-play, -play, did you ever imagine you'd be here 2021, you well, know, no. all the ups and downs? Yeah, no, probably not, Lorraine. I, I can think, I recall one time 
early in my career, I thought, uh, you know, when I'm, it'd be nice when I'm 55 or 60 if I'm in a position to just <laughs> walk away. And then you get to that and you think, well, wait a minute, uh, you know, I'm still enjoying it. And I'm still enjoying it, doing the games in particular. Uh, doing the play-by-play is a blast, and I can't even put into words, there's no way I could convey to people how enjoyable that is, doing play-by-play. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm at practice every day of the week uh, covering the Bombers. The, the audio you hear from Michael Shea and other players is audio I've collected. So it's not just the games that I do. It's, it's the rest of the work that goes into covering the team. And, again, I'm, I'm not complaining. I still enjoy doing it. But it, it ties me up all summer. Mm-hmm. And I've got some health concerns and, you know, some other things that just uh, weigh into it. And uh, so... You know, you, you add it all up, and uh, I just don't have the energy anymore to do the kind of work that is required. I can do it, but uh, I just I want to stop doing it. Let me put it that way. I'm, and I know I'm gonna. I know I'm sort of wandering around here. I'm gonna miss it for sure. People congratulate me, and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not sure congratulations is the proper term. <laughs> and yet I get it. I understand it. And so I'm at peace with it. Uh, I've got my head around it. Uh, my wife and I have talked about it, and we're looking forward to my retirement years, however long they last. I'm 71 years old. I'll be 72 next year. And so, you know, whatever time we've got left on this mortal coil, as I call it, uh, we can now control every minute of that. Bob, before we let you go, I uh, just got to ask you quickly, Whoever takes over for you, are you going to be peppering them with suggestions or tips or perhaps badgering text messages during the games? No, I will not uh, say a word. I won't be hovering over anyone's shoulder. I think the last, that's the last thing in the world uh, whoever it is will need. So I will rem- remove myself from the mix entirely. And uh, whoever that person is, they'll just you know take over and the beat goes on. I learned that a long time ago in this business. It doesn't matter... Who leaves, you know, or who is no longer there? The beat goes on, and that's just the way the world works. Well, Bob, I think I can speak for everyone who works at 680 CJOB in Global Winnipeg. uh, And for all of our listeners, uh, it's been an honor working with you. Well, look, the pleasure's been all mine. It really has. I I dreamed of being a sports broadcaster. I've lived that dream to the hilt. I've been in this business for over 50 years, so... Man, oh, man, I have no regrets or misgivings about anything. And, again, having a chance to do play-by-play and be the voice of the Blue Bombers has been a true honor for me. And to work at CJOB, one of the greatest radio stations in the country, again, I've been so lucky. Bob Irving. I, can I just add one more thing? You can also change your mind anytime, at any point, 2045, 2055, you know? Like- I'd retire? Well, yeah, look, I'll be, I'll be thrilled to be around in 2035. That's- <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll start there, and we'll see where we're at then, Bob. Okay, good. <laughs> Bob Irving, the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers until the end of this year's CFL campaign. Loren, we revealed some monstrous news just after 7 o'clock. Yeah, the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Bob Irving, is retiring at the end of this season. And so we thought it would be pretty fitting for our monstrously talented producer, Kyle Milroy, to put together one of his patented montages, which looks back at Bob's legendary 48-year-long career. At CJOB, we believe there's more to sports than just the scores. You want to know why and how things happen. And you have your own opinions. We give you the whole story at 25 after the hour. 
And that's why you haven't heard the whole story in sports until you've heard CJOB. Kevin Glennon shotgun from the 42. Back to pass, down the middle, Stiegel wide open, this could be it, 35-30, there's your record-breaking touchdown, Milt Stiegel in a class of his own, that is his 118th touchdown reception, and that breaks the record he shared with Alan Pitts, he is now in a league all by himself. Adam Big Hill joins us from the... Blue Bomber locker room. Adam, congratulations. Off to the Grey Cup. How does it feel? Feels amazing. All going long for Sims Walker. What a catch at the Argo 30-yard line. you got to be kidding me. Hey, Andrew Harris, you're bringing the Grey Cup home to Winnipeg. No, man. Chris Trebler fakes a hitch pass and looks to the end zone. Touchdown, Wolitarski. Three touchdown passes for Chris Trebler. First and ten Lions at their 45, back-to-back first downs. Five minutes left, third quarter, 23-0 Bombers. Here comes Alexander on a blitz, and it's intercepted. Willie Jefferson has a touchdown. He's to the 15, he's to the 10, he's dogging it, and he rolls into the end zone for the touchdown. Here we go, the last play of the game, barring a penalty, Kevin Glenn in the shotgun. And he throws it long down the left side for Stiegel. He's got it, and he's gone. Milt Stiegel's going all the way for a touchdown on the last play of the game. A 100-yard touchdown pass. Stiegel caught the ball between two stunned Edmonton defenders around center field. I don't think he could believe it himself. And there was nobody left to beat, and he took it into the end zone. Well, if Justice is to prevail as John just suggested it just did and who could have imagined an ending like that yeah, what a season it's been lots of ups and downs and uh, developments as there are in every season but it ends on the highest note possible the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defeated the Hamilton Tiger Cats 33 to 12 here in Calgary and the Blue Bombers are Grey Cup champions and it was fun, Loren, to hear Bob say he's going to call the, uh, the what, how did he put it? I'm going to call the Western Final when the Bombers win the Western Final on December 5th. That's going to be his final game, and then he's going to go watch the Bombers win the Grey Cup. I hope that that's exactly how, there could be no more fitting ending than the way this season has gone. And I had said to Bob yesterday, you know, uh, it, I, I think it's a great way to go out. We, we've run out of words in terms of how to describe this team and how well they're doing this year. And so uh, he'll, he'll go out on a high note and hopefully the team does too. Across the pond, Loren, we must look west because there's someone who wants to say hi. Someone who has zero idea of how to take a vacation, but on this <laughs> moment, on this day, I think Greg McLean is right to call in because Greg, of course, you learn like the rest of us through an email that the legendary Bob Irving is retiring at the end of the season. And I know you've worked side by side with him for so many years and have just some thoughts you'd like to share. Well, I'm uh, trying to keep my emotions. I just texted Bob because I just landed in Vancouver. And good morning, my friends. Uh, I miss you already. My phone, I don't know, can your phone be full of text messages? Because it was approaching full to overflowing when I turned on my phone in Vancouver just about half an hour ago. 
and I just really wanted to publicly express my gratitude, not only for the time that I've been able to, to work with Bob and the things I've learned with him over the years, just as a football fan, Bob Irving painted the picture for a guy that grew up in the West End who could see Winnipeg Stadium from his bedroom window, and I wasn't always able to go to the games, but Bob always made me feel like I was there, and I just wanted to phone and, and express my congratulations, my appreciation. I was trying to find the, uh, the appropriate analogy. Uh, it's like learning that Polo Park is closing or something. I don't know, but I think this is, this is uh, something that we would compare it to. This is like Bob Irving not playing, calling Blue Bomber games anymore. And, and here we are, just probably something a lot of people didn't comprehend or, or ponder. So uh, guys, I just wanted to send my love and my congratulations, my gratefulness to Bob Irving this morning. Greg Mackling, enjoy your vacation. I don't want to hear from you again. <laughs> I miss you too, Brad. <laughs> Aren't you soon to be in roaming territory? Like, you got charges to think about. So turn that phone off, enjoy, have a good time. Uh, and, and well said. You're right. He's going to be so missed. Okay, friends. We'll talk to you later. Okay, Bye. Greg. Enjoy your vacation. Seriously. Uh, that was really nice of Greg. I mean, we just, we're, we're just giving a hard time, okay? Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to block his email if I get an email from him over the next seven days. <laughs> Does it send an alert back if that happens? Because that would be funny. <laughs> You've been blocked by Brett and Loren. <laughs> the pleasure's been all mine. It really has. I, I, I dreamed of being a sports broadcaster. I've lived that dream to the hilt. I've been in this business for over 50 years. So, man, oh, man, I have no regrets or misgivings about anything. And, again, having a chance to do play-by-play and be the voice of the Blue Bombers has been a true honor for me. And to work at CJOB, one of the greatest radio stations in the country, again, I've, I've been so lucky. Bob Irving, our voice of the Bombers, announcing his retirement at the end of this season right here on CJOB this morning. Joining us now, President and CEO of Bob's team, our team, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Wade Miller. Wade, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for uh, hanging through the news. I, I really appreciate that. I, I just want to make sure we take enough time here talking about Bob. Y- your reaction to Bob's news? Well, known for a couple of weeks, uh, you know, I, I know it was a tough decision for Bob to make, and uh, you know, but because uh, of the passion that he has for calling the games and being around the game, and uh, you know, we look forward to doing some special for him before the West Final in the last game he'll call at IG Field this year. So. Um, you know, fans get out early to that because uh, we're going to honor Bob Irving uh, like he should be. I'm not sure there's anything we can actually do that would honor somebody that's been around the team for 50 years because that's uh, pretty amazing, and I don't think you'll ever see that again, right? I agree. What is a what is a guy like Bob, a, a voice like Bob, being, uh, you know, really a member of your team for all those years? What does that mean to the team, Wade? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it was just, uh, I, you know, I'll go back to when I was a player. Um, you know, when you sat down with Bob Irving to be interviewed, uh, it, it was just so natural and so easy to have a conversation with him, which, you know, told the stories of our players, our coaches throughout the years in a very unique way. And, and you know, he, he has such an ability and is so talented, uh, you know, just to, just to be able to get people relaxed enough to do an interview as you know that's not the easiest thing uh for people as they you know are new to it and and 
don't do it that much. Um, and, and he is able to draw out stuff, I think, that most fans would never hear otherwise. You know, it's funny, uh, and I was going to ask you about, you know, because you were a player. You, you were a player that Bob interviewed and that Bob covered on the field, and, and now you're they're, you're the bomber boss, and so it's an interesting perspective. You know, and, and I mean, many players who are well-known names, right, stars in the CFL, stars of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I mean, Bob's the star when, when he sits down with them, right? Oh, absolutely, especially, you know, being a kid from Winnipeg, right? that's who you listen to. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you think about it and say, Hey, this is this West final. Will be the last time I hear Bob Irvin call that game. And whether you're on the, or you're on the tractor on the farm, whether you're sitting around a campfire, uh, whether you're, uh, at a cottage, uh, whether you're driving in the city for a home or away game, that's who you've listened to about bomber football. That's who's done the play by play since, most of us have ever followed the Bombers or, or been affiliated with the club or, or love our team, right? Uh, so it is going to be one big change and, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, is, is uh, you know, for Bob is the right time. And, and you know, we're, we're just lucky that we all had him for as long as we did. Um, Boy, isn't that because, true? Yeah, because he is just, a, you know, just he's on a level by himself, right? And there's... I, I, you know, I think his colleagues would say that too. Yeah. Well, I certainly have said that many times, uh, many times today, but many times over the years. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you go after this one more question here, Wade, uh, because you know Bob uh, as well as a human being. Bob is a Hall of Fame broadcaster. What an, what a career, right? And in my business, I mean, my, my business is maybe almost as unpredictable as football, Wade. But here's a guy yeah. who's done it for 50 years, and, and not just in this business, but in, at one station, which is crazy. But he is an incredible human being. What you get from Bob on the air is Bob. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, it's a good example for all of us of, how you got to lead an authentic life and be authentic because that's who Bob is, whether he's on the radio or you're talking to him at a dinner or he's out, you know, help raising money for whatever charity it may be. It's, it's just Bob Urban. And that, that's what makes him so unique and so different is who, who you hear on that radio broadcasting that game, doing the play by play is the same guy that would you'd sit down and have a coffee with or a beer with. Wade, so glad you had time to do this. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And boy, listen, um, wouldn't it be, I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to. Um, Okay, I'm going to shut up. I think people know what I was going to say. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it because I'm talking to a football guy. Wade, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good thing (laughs) you didn't jinx it too, Al. Thank you. (laughs) Damn me. Yes. All right. Wade Miller, President and CEO of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. (sighs) Ah. It's been an emo- it's been an emotional day, and I know it's been an emotional day for a lot of you too, right? Uh, talking about about Bob um, doing that West Final, and then as Bob, let me see if I can find the clip where Bob wrapped it up really uh, nicely, where he said he's gonna. Uh, I'll find it. I'll play it after a break here. When we come back, I'll play the clip because I, I won't be able to find it. But I've got all of the Bob clips uh, from this morning. 
and uh, I'll play it. But Bob says, I'm going to call that West final, and then I'm going to go and celebrate the Grey Cup win with the Bombers at the big game. And I just really hope that's the way it goes down. 204 on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, as we say, the calm before the storm. Just want to quickly read a text. My mom and I got a bit emotional hearing the news today about the retirement of Bob Irving. I grew up going to Bomber games with my grandma, and Bob's voice was always in the car with us too and from the games. 20 years later, still listening to his comforting voice, won't ever be the same without him. Well-deserved retirement, Bob. And that's from Larissa. Keep them coming at 780-6868 at 205. I would imagine our next guest may have a story or two to tell. Kelly Moore is uh, joining us now. And uh, Kelly, I was talking about, I can remember back at our old Polo Park studios, seeing the two of you in that little corner of the, uh, of the newsroom that we dedicated to sports and the two of you laughing. Uh, I would imagine you've shared a laugh or two with Knuckles over the years. Oh, many, many, many. And, you know, I always wondered why you serious types didn't ever put up the signed toy department uh, in that corner because (laughs) (laughs) that's what we always referred to it it as. And, uh, you know, I had, I count my lucky stars, Kathy, that of the, what, 46 years I've been at this now, uh, that I was able to spend uh, almost half of them, uh, about 20, well, yeah, I guess 23 uh, of them uh, closing in on now with uh, working with Bob Irving. Uh, I guess the first 12 were working for Bob, although he would never, ever have anything to do with that. But uh, <laughs> just a great, great man. And, you know, I'll never forget, Kath, uh, when I was first hired by CJOB, uh, my conversation was with Ralph Warrington. Uh, and then I spoke with Vic Grant on the air when it was announced. I was at the draft in Hartford at the time. And so I hadn't had the chance to speak uh, directly with Bob uh, because he was busy with football. But uh, I think the day two of the draft, I, I, it's kind of sketchy, but I remember being put on hold uh, because I, I was going to talk to Bob. And right at that moment, and I mean right at that moment, uh, I can't remember who was working the news desk, but they uh, said, uh, let's now go to the legislature. There's Gary Philman talking about the fact that uh, it's just unsustainable for the Jets to remain in Winnipeg. And about 30 seconds or 45 seconds into Gary Philman's statement, Bob picks up the phone. Don't believe a word he just said. (laughs) 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 Oh, but Bob Irving is, and and I'm not saying anything that hasn't already been said today, but Bob Irving is is one of a kind. Uh, I feel very, very confident in saying there will never, ever be another one like him for his longevity. I mean, Kathy, you know as well as anybody, in this business, there's a a lot of moving around from station to station. Yep. Even, you know, if it's the same city or having to move out of province, uh, in some cases out of the country. So I think it is remarkable that Bob has been able to work in the same province primarily for the same radio station for more than 50 years. That says everything you need to know about the man. And and some of the lessons I learned, whether it was uh, having those chats uh, in the corner back at uh, Portage Avenue, uh, or whether it was on the phone because, you know, I was on the road quite a bit doing the Jets 1.0 at the time, uh, or 
If it was even just going out for a round of golf uh, or watching secondhand how Bob operated. And, and the things that you always learn are class, humility, and treating people with respect and fairly. And uh, I remember driving home one time. I think I've been golfing out at Rossmere Cath. This is, and it's funny how this stuck in my mind out of all the sports casts I heard Bob read. Uh, but something had happened in boxing. And, you know, for the rest of us, we'd say, you know, boxing's a mess. Boxing is a sham. Boxing is this. Bob ends the sports cast with, isn't boxing lovely? I'm Bob Irving, and that's 680 CJOB Sports. He just, oh, he had, he, he had that ability to say the absolute perfect thing at, at the perfect time. And, and what we heard on the air, you know, for those who have never, you know, had the, the wonderful experience of, of meeting Bob or spending time with Bob, but what you hear on the air, Kelly, was what you got in person. There was no oh. difference between the, the Bob on air and the Bob in person. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Bob is, uh, you know, Bob finds it, Bob is very comfortable in his own skin. And I think that's what's probably made him so successful over the years, Kathy. He didn't have to pretend to be anybody. He was simply Bob Irving. And I heard Milt Stiegel uh, speaking with uh, Cam Poitras earlier today on Jets at Noon, and, and Milt hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, when Bob asks a question, uh, and this is something that I've been able to learn from him, thank goodness. I've tried to employ the same rationale uh, throughout my career. But when Bob asks a question, he he asks it because he knows that it has to be asked. But he also asks it in a way that you're not backing somebody in a corner uh, with no way whatsoever uh, to, to answer that question comfortably. And and yeah. Bob has always been able to do that. And that's why he's been treated with such high regard because, and, and people just have the absolute trust in Bob. And it it's, it is just so cool to hear the texts being read by Brett and Loren this morning or yourself or hell earlier today. And the impact that Bob Irving has had on lives in this province, like sitting around a campfire uh, in the late spring or early summer and listening to Bob Irving on a Blue Bomber broadcast is part of of people's lives. Yes. You know, uh, how much better can it possibly get for a broadcaster than to have made that kind of impact? Well, and, and and there's just nobody, as you say, nobody like him, and there will be nobody like him. You know, it, never mind tenure, just the person yeah. and the man yeah. that he is. Uh, and and the thing is, y- you never saw Bob mad. I mean, I, I, on the occasion, hey, look, the Bombers did not have. Well, <laughs> hang on, the Bombers did not have wonderful seasons uh, <laughs> the entire time he was uh, broadcasting. Yeah. And I mean, yes, there were some tempered times, but you did not see Bob Irving go into histrionics. Oh, not at all. No, I the the odd time I have heard Bob uh, angry, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, Kathy, because it's about something that he did that he perceived was uh, a mistake or had uh, perhaps incorrect information or whatever. Uh, that's that's the only the only time I ever saw Bob was angry at himself. 
yeah. but uh, you know, there's a couple things I just want to say because I don't know how much more time we have on this, but I want to say that I think one of the neatest things I have ever seen is when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers last year presented Bob uh, with his uh, own Grey Cup ring and how mm. happy Mike O'Shea and the rest of the Bombers were to do that for Bob. That speaks volumes about the man. And Kathy, he could, he could, and you know this, he could work another three or four years. He's oh. still at the top of his game. But, you know, Bob is is in that rarefied air to be able to go out on top and to go out on his own terms. And that's something all of us dream about. Uh, but, uh, boy, uh, there is no way anybody, I think, would argue that if there's someone who has earned the right to do that, it is Bob Irving. It is indeed. And as you say, rarefied air. Uh, I, I thank you, Kelly, for uh, your words about Bob. And uh, we want to continue having that conversation about Bob. I encourage everybody to keep sending your texts at 780-6868. Kelly, I can't let you go, though, without talking about the Jet game tonight. Uh, taking on the red-hot St. Louis Blues, you know, how, do, how does the team look? How, how are we going to fare? Well, I think the Jets, you know, the Jets can compete with anybody in the National Hockey League, Kathy. They're that good a team. And, uh, you know, I guess how I would, uh, the the people might be a little bit concerned because they lost 2-0 at home to the New York Islanders, but they were playing back-to-back. The Islanders go down to Minnesota and look a lot different in that game than they did the night before against Winnipeg when they're playing back-to-back. So the Jets will be uh, back to being fresh tonight. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee a win by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I will say uh, that I think they'll play a little crisper and with a little more intensity and a little more energy tonight against St. Louis than you saw them play against the Islanders. Connor Hellebuck's back between the goal, or between the pipes rather, to play in goal. Uh, so, uh, you know, he, he was away for a week, so we'll see how he's able to do that. Mark Shifley is going to play. Uh, so the Jets, uh, for the first time in something like an eight or nine game run, are going to go back to the traditional 12 forwards and, and six defensemen against St. Louis. And you, you're right, Kathy, St. Louis is off to a great start. Seven, two and one. They broke out of the gates at five and oh, uh, they're back to looking like the team that won it all in 2019. So it is going to be a heck of a hockey game starting at seven. Paul and Jamie will have the call on the play-by-play and we'll begin things at five o'clock uh, with the Curtis Carpets pregame show. We'll dive into, you know, the return or the Shifley being able to stay in the lineup rather the return of Connor Hellebuck and Jansen Harkins getting a chance to play up on that line with Nikolai Ehlers and Andrew Kopp. So lots of storylines to cover. Well, and you know what? Nobody covers those storylines better than you, dear sir and friend. Thank you, Kelly, for uh, taking the time on, on what is a very busy Tuesday for you. Yeah, KK, thanks for the chance to, to talk about a guy that uh, I'm very proud to call a mentor and a friend in Bob Irving. Uh, yeah, Jim Toth, a little under the weather. We'll see if he's uh, feeling any better tomorrow. Thank you, TFJ. Hey, listen, while I have you, mm-hmm. uh, any Bob Irving memories? Absolutely. Um, I, can, I know that knowing a, a little bit about Bob, he's uh, uh, not the type of guy who seeks praise and, and seeks all this attention, so I'm sure this must be a bit of an awkward day for him. Uh, but I have to part... I have to say... Um, 
this kind of scenario that happened to me. When I first started out uh, as a part-time board op nine years ago, uh, Bob was one of the very first people that I interacted with, and he was one of the very first people to, you know, say hello and to ch- uh, check in on how I was doing and that sort of thing. Uh, and he made me feel welcome. And uh, the year after, I actually ended up being the board op at uh, for all the home games during the 2013 and for a good chunk of the 2014 season as well. Um, so, yeah, that was that was really great, especially being new to, you know, a legacy station like CJOB, kind of being the sort of hello everybody, it's me, you know, that that person. <laughs> legacy station with a, a legacy man. Yeah. Um, and, and we've got Doug Brown standing by. Just before I get to Doug, I want to read this text because uh, this really sums it up. Uh, this is from Lee, who texted in and said, I remember being a small child going to my very first bomber game with my dad. I remember asking him, hey, dad, why do half the people put headphones on during the game? My dad told me, because of Bob Irving. One day, you'll understand. Now I'm 44, and I understand. A true legend. 234, Doug Brown is joining us now. And uh, Doug, you have sat closest to Bob uh, for the last several years. You must have a treasure trove of memories that you can share with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just you, you just picked a category and I'm sure I could I could tell a story or two. It's been it's been uh, quite the honor and privilege Um I first met Bob as a, a player in, in 2001 and here we are 2021 and uh, you know, I'll have the, the honor of uh, sharing the last broadcast with him whenever that, that may be. So it's uh, he's, he's a pretty incredible guy as uh, you know, he's a, he's a part of so many people's experience, you know, growing up and, and listening to football and, you know, he's an entertainer, right? It's, it's been a part of people's, escape from what they're ever doing to to listen to a football game and uh you know he paints a picture and he illustrates things verbally better than anyone in the business so it's uh it's just been a ton of fun i knew from the day i met him you know he was a a special man and uh he's only enhanced uh you know the level of respect and 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 uh, how i feel about him so it's going to be very uh very difficult and sad day for for anybody that has shared that part and that experience uh, you know listening to bob on the radio uh listening to winnipeg football games you know will never be the same without him uh no matter who it is uh, that comes in to replace him well uh true uh that's all we can <laughs> say uh the, just this is a sad day uh, for Blue Bomber fans, because the voice is so synom- synonymous with this team. But Doug, you've had the very unique experience uh, to to work with him on two different levels, as you alluded, as a player, and now as someone who sits beside him on those broadcasts. Tell me a little yeah. bit about dealing with Bob as a player. You know, he's he's just he's such he's a consummate professional. The the one thing that always struck me as a player was. Um, you know, there can be after a difficult game, there can be times when, you know, somebody in the media will come up to you and you just cringe and you're just like, Oh boy, you know, what angle they're going to take, how they're going to destroy us. How are they going to ask this question? And that was never the case with Bob. You know, he, he was always authentic. He was always genuine and he just had an ability 
to you know deal with the circumstances no matter how difficult they they were or not and uh you know he was able to be sympathetic empathetic at the same time you know you would tell him things that you might not share with other people he's just he had an uncanny knack he's just a guy that you would trust i think as a player and you would reveal things uh to him because of that trust that you otherwise you know, might hesitate about in, in, in concern that things might be taken out of context or, or whatnot. You always knew Bob would give you the benefit of the doubt, regardless of the situation. And, uh, you know, he's just somebody I always respected uh, in, in that field of the media when I was a player. So then when you made that transition to, to sit beside him and, and to call these games, how was that? Tell me about that first game Doug, <laughs> that you did with Bob. Uh, it's like, it's like finding out you get to play uh, ice hockey on a pond with Wayne Gretzky, right? You're just like, okay, <laughs> just, it's like, let's just try not to embarrass ourselves here and, uh, and try not to look too foolish. It's, uh, you know, you're not going to be on his level. Uh, so don't even try kind of thing. Uh, and just try to stay out of his way. Don't try to compete with him and uh, don't, you know, make as few mistakes as, as possible because, uh, you know, it's it's very daunting, very unnerving, um, I, I, and I can't say that's really changed at all. This is uh, what did I start working with him in 2012? This is 2021 now, and uh, you're still like, okay, you know, you sit down, you go live for the first time, you make your first comment, and he just switches gears. You know, thank God for the pregame show because it literally takes all two hours just to warm up and try to try to be ready <laughs> to get on his level when he does the first play-by-play call. Because it, it literally, you know, he switches into a mode and it's, it's, I don't want to say he's possessed, but it's, it's, it's crazy how much detail he can share. Not a lot of time between whistles in the, in the CFL. So he just illustrates what he's seeing out in the field. And uh, if you don't have your, your thoughts together, if you're not able to process, uh, you know, he, he's got one of those, uh, uh, Pentium processors, I think in his head, because he's able to, <laughs> take and absorb all this information and and frame it for everybody in such a short amount of time so it's like i said uh, as long as you have low expectations about how you're going to look performing next to him (laughs) and you're not going to be the next bob irving then then it's fine but it's uh very daunting very unnerving because you know when you're around those people that are that are masters of of their craft and and pay it the kind of attention and detail that, that he does in terms of like the meticulous preparation, you should see what he brings, the notes he has. I mean, I used to make fun of him because you have like seven pens every single day and they're like all different <laughs> colors and they all mean something different. And every single day, every broadcast I've ever done with him, I've had to ask him to borrow a pen. He would always, oh. and now I don't even have to ask him anymore. He just leaves one at my seat because of, of course he's always there before me. And uh, it's, uh, Man, the stories I could tell about working with him, it's just, it's been such a privilege and an honor. But yet, Doug, you know, sitting next to someone of that caliber and of that talent, uh, he would never make you feel that you are lesser than, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and days like today are probably the most uh, uncomfortable for him because it's never been about adoration or, or the spotlight or the accomplishment. Bob's just the guy that that's doing what he loves to do. And that's called football games. And I've never met anybody that, that, you know, cares about the, the, the fortunes of this football team like he does. 
So, it, you know, when they're playing well, you can, you can see how it affects them. And conversely, you know, in the tough years and seasons, you could see how it would wear on him as well. So he doesn't do this for anything other than this is his passion. And uh, he's one of those lucky people that found his true calling. And it just so turns out that, you know, he's one of the best to do it that has ever attempted it. So, um, and, you know, obviously this is a somber time finding out that, you know, this isn't going to last forever, but he's going out on his terms. He's going out, you know, when and the way that he wants. And uh, obviously nobody has earned it in any, uh, any greater degree than he has. Well, and as Kelly Moore said, you know, it's, it's rarefied air to be able to go out on top and on your terms, right? Uh, yeah, especially in this well. crazy business that we're yeah. all in. Yeah, no kidding. And so, I, I, made a, I made a joke on social media. He just, you know, the stress of flying and air travel is obviously a factor that went into his decision. I'm like, why doesn't Chorus just buy him the John Madden Cruiser? You know, that beautiful uh, <laughs> RV? And he can just, drive, you know, he can see the country and just drive from game to game, you know, you know, we'll do a game and I'll be like, okay, Bob, see you next week in Montreal. And he'll like, just walk yeah, down into the recreational vehicle and take off, you know, I, I, I thought oh, that was a good boy. way to try and extend him for maybe another season or two, but we're all trying to come. We're all brainstorming. How do you, how do you keep him around for another season or two? But he's 71 yeah, years no old. I, I told the reporter today, I'm like, when I'm 71, I don't know if I'll be able to tar, uh, tie my shoes, let alone be as eloquent and be able to phrase and be as uh, sharp and professional as Bob is at that age. Yeah, we should all be so uh, lucky, Doug. So you know, I was saying team. that perhaps the, the Bombers are having this storied season in celebration of Bob, and, and I want to switch gears a little bit. And, and Doug, this team is, is just proving to be unbeatable this year. Yeah, well, I mean, they have they have lost. They have that one stain on their on their record. Well, okay, that one. one. Time. But uh, and honestly, we were just thrilled in the booth uh, against Montreal because we're like, hey, this is close. This is a competitive game because, I mean, obviously we've sat in on a lot of games. There's been, I mean, I was around in Labor Day Classic where the Bombers lost by like fifty to nothing or something like that, and uh, Tim Burke's first game as a head coach and. So we've seen that side, and, and honestly, this year we swung to the other side where some of the games, like 45 nothing against BC, I'm like, this is, they are so good, it's boring. This is not competitive football right now. So, yeah, we were thrilled to be able to uh, to see the Montreal Alouettes, you know, play with them and, and respond. But it's funny, as soon as they got in the fourth quarter, we're just like, well, this is over because, you know, the score's too close. So, and we all know. We all know how Winnipeg plays in the fourth quarter. It's just a done deal, right? So you better be up by, you know, three touchdowns if you want to win that game in the fourth because they just shut people out and then they, uh, they score all the points they need. And that's exactly what happened. And it's, it's quite uh, the recipe for success for this football team. Well, it is a success, well-deserved and earned, is similarly uh, when it comes to Mr. Irving and his retirement. And Doug, we certainly look forward to listening to the two of you uh, continue the story of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2021. Thank you for taking the time and, and for sharing your thoughts. Oh, any, any, any time. I'm happy to do so. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Doug Brown, part of the award-winning CJOB Winnipeg Blue Bomber broadcast team.
It is uh, 2.45. We'll take a quick break. We'll take a look at your weather forecast. And then I want to read some more text messages. Boy, you guys, you have a lot to say about the one and only Mr. Irving. We'll read those messages next on 680 CJO Bob. Uh, lots of you are weighing in at 780-6868. And if you're outside of the city, one 686 6868 I want to read some of these text messages. Uh, somebody uh, texted and said, his legacy will be the announcers to follow. I just had this guy with me for years. Tom says, hearty congratulations to Bob Irving on one heck of a career. Uh, I've been the press box announcer at Bomber Home Games for 26 seasons. And I can honestly say half of the media folks in there have headphones on, turned on to Bob. Uh, I've had pregame chats with him in the dinner line, enjoyed them all. December 5th, or can we hope for the 12th, will be bittersweet. Uh, Somebody else said, good afternoon, KK. I moved to Winnipeg in 1981. I was driving around the city on a Sunday afternoon. I turned on my radio and started to search for something to listen to. By luck, I heard that there was a football game on. So that was my first time experience listening to CJOB and Bob Irving. And guess what? I've listened to him ever since. He is Mr. Football in Canada. Best wishes, Bob. Uh, Another person texted, just a thought on the retirement of Bob Irving. I have been a Winnipegger for 55 years, grew up here. There was until today one sports symbol I can honestly say I miss. One was the loss of Hockey Night in Canada's theme. Now, I have a second memory, and that will be equally missed. The play-by-play of Bob Irving. Wish him nothing but the best in his retirement. You always called it with class. Bob, you're going to be missed. Uh, Somebody else said, KK, it is truly amazing the career that Bob has had. He is such an icon and will be truly missed. Congratulations on your retirement and all the best. I'm sure we will hear from you from time to time. That came from John. Well, yeah, I can't imagine that that Bob is just going to simply disappear. Uh, I, I'm hoping that we'll be able to hear from him in the in the years to come. Uh, somebody else said, uh, oh, a farmer said that they're trying to get their corn into the bin before the the snow arrives, but just talked about the legacy that Bob Irving is and has been and uh, how they have listened to uh, over the years. Somebody else said, Bob Irving, for he's a jolly good fellow, which nobody can deny. He's a wonderful man and a wonderful co-worker. And look, he's He's going to be around. You're just not going to be able to hear his dulcet tones on Blue Bomber broadcasts after this season. Uh, But I think he's earned that time away, wouldn't you say? Bob, uh, I don't know if you're listening or not. We love you. We absolutely love you. And thank you for the time and devotion you gave to this station. And I know, as Doug Brown said, hey, listen, uh, Bob does not is not one for accolades, but I think uh, it is a great day to have CJO Bob Day today.
it's earned. Big announcement today, as you've been hearing all day, our friend and colleague Bob Irving is going to retire after the final game here in the West, December 5th. And with the Bombers on the sidelines last year, Bob and our colleague Christian O'Mel, well, they got time to hang out together on the 680 CJOB Sports Show. This cannot be thrown away. I'm taking this if not for nothing but Bob Irving. So would you like me to take it to my apartment and keep it there, or would you like it for yourself? No, here's the thing, Christian. I'll be there tomorrow night to do our Blue Bomber winter special from 7 to 9. And I will, when you come in the next day, that poster won't be there, Christian. That's my poster, okay? (laughs) So when we moved from Polo to here at Portage in Maine, there was a poster of Shania Twain. And Mm -hmm. if you are familiar with Bob Irving and 680 CJOB, there is... Kyle Irving, would we call it an obsession uh, for Shania Twain or dad is just a fan? Well, I'd call it a healthy obsession. You know, it never never got out of control or out of hand, but he was clearly quite taken by Shania's um, musical talents. Absolutely. Now, um, do you know where that poster is now? Is it... um is it anywhere in the uh, the sprawling Irving estate? Uh, I, I don't know where that poster is now, but I'll tell you a Shania Twain story. Shania Twain came to Winnipeg for the first time when she was one of the biggest stars in the world. And Knuckles pulled every trick in his bag to ensure that he and I and my brother Reed were able to be in the front row, center on the floor, just a couple feet away from Shania Twain. And at one point in the concert... I actually held her hand. Wait a second. I noticed that your mom wasn't at that show. (laughs) I think she gave us a ride. (laughs) And picked you up. And picked us up, yeah. And then had to listen to it all the way home. Yeah, I... Our mom's the best. Yeah, I agree. I remember (laughs) the days after that concert and Bob being on, on cloud nine. Um... You know, this is a day, I'm not sure uh, if it's a day of celebration in the in the sense that uh, the Bob Irving I know, uh, he it has told me it's time. And, and I get that. But, you know, growing up in that household, and frankly, I had the opportunity to kind of really grow up here at 680 CJOB. And, and three kind of iconic figures, um, one of them is Roger Curry, the other one is Peter Warren, the other one is Bob Irving. And, you know, I got to uh, grow up uh, in my 20s and 30s here uh, with these guys around me and incredible role models. And your dad, uh, obviously the big role model, but, you know, you're the son of somebody that is very popular in this city, well known, and you've made a name for yourself. But I remember a, a time when he wasn't so... So pleased with you, him coming into work and saying, you know, I love my kids, but sometimes I don't like them. (laughs) Well, let's not get into that too much, but I will tell you that, you know, growing up, you know, Cactus Jack Wells and Jack Matheson and, you know, Don Whitman, those were people who were 
a part of my life as a kid, too. We used to go over to the Mathesons and the Wells for Halloween and show them our costumes. Um, you know, they were such terrific influencers and mentors on my dad and his career. He couldn't have come to a better place with better people to become what he ended up becoming. And and so much credit goes to those two guys who who really helped him, you know, become the professional he is today. So he, he learned a lot from those guys. And it's nice to see him sharing his name with those two at the IGF press box. Kyle, as Richard alluded to, and, and I mean, that having those figures as part of your childhood is not normal um, for most kids. But you also had to share your dad with thousands of Blue Bomber fans. It meant that he was maybe away on the road on special occasions or not available to you. Did you ever struggle with that or was it just sort of part of the deal? You know, I, I didn't really struggle with it because he made a point of including us in his work life as well. He, you know, he knew that he was away a lot, so he used to bring us to practice. He'd bring each of us on an annual road trip. We'd get to go on a road game with the Bombers. My first road trip, I was a, a newborn baby, less than a month old. My mom knit me a jersey that said one-third is my number, and he carried me onto the airplane, a team charter at the time, and, and held me up. And that was kind of the beginning of my bomber life. So it's all I've ever known. Um, but, you know, the way he included us in his work made it not hard to be away from him. I'll tell you a quick story. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And there was a time when the rights bounced back between 1290 and CJOB back in the 80s. And uh, I think the CJOB had lost the rights for for three years and they just got the rights back and at that time bob ended up doing cfn so he did national television but when they got the rights back i, I was with him at training camp at the old winnipeg velodrome which was across from winnipeg stadium and this guy his fan came up to my dad and said you know bob i heard you on that preseason game you sounded a little rusty i've never been that upset in my life <laughs> I, I remember it vividly. I can see his face, and I remember how upset I was. Like, how dare you? He's the greatest of all time. And that's when I was 10 years old. I knew that then. And he just went on to prove it for another, you know, 30-plus mm -hmm. years. And he is the greatest because he is. Uh, he is a role model, not just for us here at 680 CGOB, certainly one of my role models, not just on air but off air on how to be a father, a husband. Grandfather. Uh, yes, absolutely. But Canada-wide and North America-wide, uh, Kyle, we're going to have lots of time in the days and weeks ahead to uh, to celebrate uh, your dad. But I'm so glad that you're a part of uh, our coverage here today on 680 CGOB. Thanks again. Well, thanks. It's very nice to, uh, to see the way that CGOB and the, the listeners in Winnipeg and Manitoba are honoring him. I'm in Toronto right now in business, but I've been trying to listen all day. And I'll tell you what, it's a little bit overwhelming, to say the least. I can only imagine what it's like for him. He must hate it. <laughs> Kyle Irving does. joining us here on 680 CJOB. Mayor Brian Bowman is with us on 680 CJOB. Big announcement today. Bob Irving, after 48 years hanging it up. And I remember when Brian Barkley retired, there was a little ceremony at City Hall. So, uh... 
what are you going to pull out this time, Mayor Bowman? <laughs> well, we're going to, we are, we are, are, I'm already talking to the, to the Blue Bombers about how we can properly honor a living legend. Bob Irving has been on the air since I was, he's been doing the voice of the Bombers since I was three years old. Um, you know, and, and that's like nearly 50 years, more than 800 games. I, I would say, you know, he's, I think he's, you know, solidified himself as quite possibly the greatest non-playing Blue Bomber of all time. And I'm already working on his mayoral run. I, I think Bob <laughs> Irving should run for mayor. I'd vote for him. And I know listeners would as well. He's an absolute gentleman and he's done a great job in representing the Bombers, uh, CGOB, the Canadian Football League and our community. And he'll really be missed. I, I actually can't imagine listening to a game without Bob Irving. Well, we're looking forward to feting him uh, throughout the next few weeks here and on December 5th. And I was, I'm was i always reminded by one of the things that Bob Irving told me years ago. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Mayor Bowman, appreciate the time. Thanks so very much. All the very best, guys. Give my best to Bob. We will. Okay, take care. Bye. Here we go. The last play of the game, barring a penalty. Kevin Glenn in the shotgun. And he throws it along down the left side for Stiegel. He's got it, and he's gone. Milt Stiegel's going all the way for a touchdown on the last play of the game. A 100-yard touchdown pass. Stiegel caught the ball between two stunned Edmonton defenders around center field. I don't think he could believe it himself and there was nobody left to beat, and he took it into the end zone. Well, if justice is to prevail, as John just suggested, it just did, and who could have imagined an ending like that? One of the best calls of all time, one of the best plays of all time, Bob Irving there. Uh, today on the start with McGarry and McNabb, Mackling announcing his retirement uh, Mackling announcing his retirement. Bob Irving announcing his retirement. Mackling uh, away on vacation. Uh, his final game, calling his final game, will be on December 5th, the West Final, uh, hosted, of course, here at IG Field with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, text the show anytime, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Hal Anderson was doing this all throughout the day. Just, uh, Bob, anything you want to say to Bob, I'll try to squeeze in some text messages as well. Uh, this is Jets at Noonan as well. If you're wondering where Jim Toth is, he's off sick again today. It's just me riding solo here. Um, but hopefully we'll see him very, very soon. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. This is Jets at Noon, though. Winnipeg Jets game day today. St. Louis Blues in town. Game four of the Jets' current homestand. Paul Stasny is out. Not a long-term concern. Mark Scheifele is in the lineup. He's going to be playing with Lowry and Wheeler. Connor Hellebuck back in the net. Uh, Jets returning to 12 forwards and seven defensemen. It's been nine games since they've gone back to sort of what's considered regular. But, of course, more on this when Kelly Moore takes over the airways here uh, with the Curtis Carpets pregame show on 680 CJOB starting at 5 o'clock. Now, we just played that call. And here's a man I don't think that was ever going to get tired of hearing that one. Joined now by Milt Stiegel, of course. You know, Milt, I was, I, I was watching your television network there. And they were doing the top Hail Mary plays of all time, and, and you were number one. What the heck's going on there? I was number one? No, you weren't. You weren't even in the top five. Well, you, you, you know with me, there were no Hail When Hail Mary 
people have to be around you. When I caught my made my catches, no one was around me, so <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob Irving announcing uh, his retirement today is going to be calling his final game on on December fifth. I mean, what memories kind of spark off uh, when you think about Bob Irving? The the one and there's plenty, but the one thing I remember, and I didn't know this right away, why he was uh, when he was on the plane. I used to walk by Bob and. He was a nervous wreck. So I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't know him now. I'm like, what's going on with this guy? And then once I finally got to know him, I realized that he did not like flying. And that's, I guess that's how I got the nickname, Knuckles. So yeah. I'm, the wrong, I'm the wrong person to let that be known to. So every time I saw him on the plane, I was just teasing so much like, Bob, you know, this is going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Nothing has ever happened. I used to tease him so much, and he was like, I, I just need – I just need my little sip of liquor and I'll be okay. But, you know, there's so many great things I, I respect and love about Bob. Bob was that guy, I'll call him Mr. Irvin, because that's so much respect. He, he's that guy who can ask that tough question and make you not feel bad. You know, you have some media pundits who come in here and like, so what happened on this play? Why did you do that? Well, Bob will come in and say, okay, hopefully you don't mind me asking this question. But, you know, it's a tough one, but it, it has to be asked. So, he was that individual who knew how to ask those tough questions. Uh, he always had a smile on his face, uh, regardless of the situation, regardless what was going on. And, and you knew uh, when you talked to Bob, you were talking to somebody who was respected and who was also respecting you. Yeah. And, you know, I also noticed in those str- uh, scrums, Milt, and, and this is still true to this day, is everybody kind of waited for Bob to ask his question first because they knew that he was the guy, the most respected guy in that scrum, and he got the first question. Without a doubt, and that's how it should be. And that respect just doesn't come by years. It comes by, uh, you know, the way you carry yourself, the questions you asked over those years. And that was Bob Irving. You know, he was that guy where even if you didn't want to do the interview, if you had a bad game or if you were, you know, in a tough situation, something happened to you off the field, you didn't want to do it, you knew if Bob Irving came around, you had to do it because you knew he was going to frame the situation in a respectful way regardless of the situation. So, I mean, it's going to be – you can't replace him. I don't know how you guys are going to do that. I'm sure – I don't know if Doug Brown will step in and do more, but we know Doug can't. Doug can't replace him with his own self. But, you know, (laughs) it's going to be impossible to find somebody who can step in and do all the things uh, Bob Irvin was able to do. The funniest thing for me was seeing him on social media, on Twitter. I never thought I would see him on there, but see him interacting and doing his thing on there was – was pretty funny for me to see. Yeah, he threw lots of darts too. Like he didn't take it easy on people. I always like that too. You know what they say? Babies, young kids, and older folks. Not saying he's old, but they younger folks and older folks are always the honest. And he was honest. You know, if you disliked or liked what he was saying, you knew he was saying what he felt and get, giving his opinion. So that's something you got to appreciate. I, I like individuals who are honest. It allows me to to say, okay, if I want to deal with this individual or not. And Bob was that honest guy, so you got to appreciate that. You know, I, I see some parallels here too, Milt. I mean, in your final few years here with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the fans, everyone else was saying, oh, one more year, Milt, one more year. Well, that's kind of the situation that, that's going on with Bob, but it, it comes down to it. You know, when the time is right, the time is right, eh? Yeah, without a doubt. And, and, and let's hope that, and I can say this, I'm not on TSN, everything works out as planned as far as what the Blue Bombers are able to do this year. You know, that would be the best, you know, going away present that he could possibly get, you know, and and that would be the ideal situation. So let's hope that's it. But I don't think, you know, Bob is coming back. What will he do now? 
I don't know. It's difficult when you've been doing that for how long? Well, I think what a half century or something. I don't something like 48 that. Years, Forty eight years. Forty eight years. Yeah, almost a half, and then all of a sudden not do anything. I, I don't see Bob Irving doing that. I I think he'll be involved in some capacity. I just don't think it'll be as much as he was doing all these years. So I don't know if he'll totally walk away. But as I just alluded to, the the perfect gift would be the Blue Bombers finishing things off like they are capable of doing. Oh, I'm glad you said that. And just one final question here for you, Milt. I appreciate you jumping on the program here. Uh, you don't get to write your story. That Usually that's in other people's hands. And I, I, maybe I'll get, I get to ask you this question. What will Bob's story be? When you look back at his career, we're not, we're not, he's, he's not gone yet. He's just retiring. Right, but right, what, right. What, will his, what will his career story be, I guess? I guess a story of where, you know, you can say I did it my way and I did it the right way. A lot of individuals that can say they did it their way, but it wasn't the right way. Bob Irvin, he's one of those few individuals who can say I did it my way and it was the right way. And that's, I think that's the perfect ending. Milt Stiegel, bomber legend here. Uh, Milt, really, really appreciate it. You take care, okay? Thanks for jumping on. All right. You guys do the same. Stay warm. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's, we're getting a snowstorm coming here. Uh, we're also going around the league here, bringing in some other members of the, of the CFL media. Of course, this is the big story. This is, this is the big sports story here uh, in, 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 you know, I think maybe in Western Canada, across Canada here. Uh, got uh, jumping on here, voice of the Stampeders on CHQR in Calgary, Mark Steven. And, and I worked with Mark in the broadcast booth for three years as his stats guy when I was, I was working at CHQR in, in, in Calgary. And, and Mark, what, what was going through your head when you heard the news today? Well, obviously, I uh, got to know Bob over the years. Uh, he's certainly been a real voice of uh, calm and a very pleasant person to uh, be around. Uh, certainly, we've worked uh, some Grey Cup games together through the years. Uh, when Chorus had the Grey Cup, right, that was very exciting and a lot of fun to work with. Uh, always prepared and on top of things. And in the last couple of years, we've probably talked more than ever, I guess, uh, partly because we're now the senior guys. And uh, also when there was some uncertainty about the season, we spent a lot of time talking as well. So it was always nice to be able to call and know your call, be picked up on the first ring and talk about things related to the CFL. And certainly as a walking fountain of CFL history and knowledge and insights and, uh, you know, still working hard right to the end to see him at the Grey Cups and he's always involved in everything. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, uh, kind of sad at one level to see that his final regular season game is at McMahon Stadium on the 20th. I don't know if we'll run into him again on the football circuit. Hope so. But anyway, it'll be uh, uh, quite the uh, momentous occasion to say farewell to him in Winnipeg. It's an amazing career, one that will be uh, pretty much impossible for anybody to top. And, uh, you know, I hope Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans uh, certainly uh, understand the magnitude of what he's done for the team and his long association with the team because it'll be a, a career pretty much impossible to top. Yeah, Mark, uh, with Bob going into his retirement, I think you're the longest-serving play-by-play guy now, eh? I am, yep. That's just the way it's worked out, and that's fine by me. I didn't set out to do that. I've got <laughs> a long time to go to catch Bob, but <laughs> nonetheless, yes, I guess uh, I've... Uh, taken on the mantle as the senior guy in the Canadian Football League. Mark, thanks so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you. A couple text messages here. Isaac, hey, Cam. Uh, I'm going to miss Bob Irving. My wife, Robin, and I wish Bob Irving the best in his retirement. And Liz Cox says, we used to drive the Prairie Provinces listening to the CFL. No one comes close to Bob Irving. He will be missed, but his retirement is well-deserved. There's a game tonight. Winnipeg Jets taking on the St. Louis Blues Central Division Clash. 
Uh, Bombers, uh, I mean, the, the, the Jets, of course, uh, picking up points in every single Central Division matchup here that they have, picking up a point against Minnesota, uh, wins against Nashville and, and Chicago and the Stars as well. So it's going to be a great game tonight. Of course, the Curtis Carpets pregame show gets going at 5 o'clock here on 680 CJOB. Okay, let's take a look at weather. We'll update you on the, bomb, uh, on the Boston Pizza Sports Desk. Who's filling in for Paul Stasny? Paul Stasny out this game. No long-term concerns. Taking an extra day. Veterans rest day, I guess you could call it. Uh, who's going to be stepping in for him on that line with Andrew Kopp and Nick Ehlers? I'll tell you after this. Welcome back to the program. Just Cameron Poitras today. Jim Toth out sick. Hopefully we'll have him back on the show tomorrow. It's Winnipeg Jets game day today. St. Louis Blues in town. Game four of the Jets' current homestand. Of course, Mark Scheifele is in the lineup. Uh, he's going to be back with uh, Adam Lowry and Blake Wheeler. Stasny, he's out. Uh, not a long-term concern uh, as of right now. We could probably expect him in the next game or two, seeing how, how, how he kind of is healing up. Uh, Connor Hellebuck back in the net. More on all this uh, when Kelly Moore takes over on the Curtis Carpets pregame show at 5 o'clock right here on your radio home of the Winnipeg Jets, 680 CJOB. As we continue our coverage on Bob Irving announcing his retirement, I'm joined by Chris Walby, bomber legend, greatest O-lineman in the history of the league. I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. Hey, Chris, how are you? You know what? I'm doing good, Cam. I'm actually at the lake. Yeah? Closing it up. I had this winter storm is supposed to come tomorrow. Uh, so just shutting some stuff down. But uh, listen, thank you for asking me to say some things about uh, – the legend, Bob uh, Irving. I mean, uh, wow. It's crazy when you think about it. I mean, I, I, when I read that, I was kind of in shock because, you know, he's one of those guys you think is going to be there. You know, he started when Moses, you know, came out of broadcasting. <laughs> now yeah. he's, you know, and he's leaving now. I mean, this is crazy. But you know what? I I just, uh, I'm so happy for the guy. I'm so happy to, uh, to know him, uh, you know, consider him a friend. So it's, it's crazy. You know, we, we ran into each other several times over the, over the last number of years here, Chris, and, and you, you always made sure to mention to me, he said, you know, you guys at CJOB, you still got the legend. You still got Bob Irving in your midst. Yeah, every time. I mean, when I was with CBC, I'll tell you a funny story about it. CBC, I'm doing it, and I'm doing the games, and I'm working with a legendary guy, too, Chris Cuthbert and stuff. And uh, I got fans coming up to me, or people come up to me going, you know, Walls, we love you, but guess what? As soon as you come on, we flip over to CJOB. And I go, hey, guys, I don't blame you. He's the legend. I mean, almost 50 years covering the Bombers. I actually went back and looked when he first started in 74, and I can't believe it. This makes me feel old and ancient. That John Bach was on the team, Dieter Brock, Jim Washington. And I played with Dieter and John Bach, so it's just crazy. I mean, how many years he's done this? And, uh, yeah, it's just it's a kind of a mixed emotions for me because, uh, you know, I'm so used to seeing him at uh, charity events, variety club, you know, the, all those kind of things. Well, he's, he's been a constant, Chris. I mean, uh, generations and generations and generations have grown up with him, and I don't mean to make him sound old, but he's been doing it for 48 years. And, you know, I mean, I mean, you must have uh, early memories of yourself. I think you were probably playing hockey still at the time. Uh, when you, were, you were just a young guy when he took up the mantle. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because I used to listen to him even back then when, you know, Matt Kerr was playing, all these other guys. And, you know, he always has that voice. I could be anywhere in the room, anywhere in the house. And you hear that, you know, that gravelly, low voice come on, and it's Bob. You recognize him all the time. Listen, you know what? Uh, it's funny. You mentioned Jim Toth is out sick. I hope he gets better. Um, we were at a uh, McPhillips Casino. And I have to tell you, uh, after the uh, casino event was on, the charity event was over, 
uh, Bob Irving and uh, Jim Tolson, hey, you guys want to come down? Or you want to come down and have a couple of cold ones? Well, no one should ever turn down the chance to have a couple of cold ones with the legend Bob Irving. We sat there and talked stories, and that was so neat because I had one of my sons, Christian, with me. He goes, Dad, this is cool. I said, isn't that something? Usually you're like a Bobby Hall or, you know, all these guys, or maybe his famous football player. But he was so enthralled by, by the fact that we sat there with Bob Irving. I thought that was just cool. What, what, does, what does Bob mean to the Canadian Football League, Chris? He's everything. I'll be, uh, you know what? I'll tell you, he, anybody who's ever sat down with him, you know, you know how you go to church and you come out feeling, ah, I just feel good. That's how I feel after talking with Bob. He just makes you feel good. Uh, he has everything to the CFL, and I hope the CFL. Now, I know the Bombers are going to do something. I've got a, I got a little thing. I don't know. I mean, I know that the Ring of Honor is supposed to honor just players, but I think they might have to put a special category in there. Uh, you're never going to have a guy like this again. And I think that Bob Irving should be in the Ring of Honor. I'd love to see that happen for him, man. I mean, uh, it's just like it, there's nobody that's going to even repeat or try to keep up to uh, his legacy. Yeah. I mean, I know you follow hockey, too, uh, Jets at noon here yep. the program. Uh, what do you think of the Jets so far this year? like them. I think they're doing really well. I mean, they got a, they got a powerhouse. I mean, look at Connors going crazy. I mean, uh, and, you know, it's nice to see uh, the kid that they traded for, the Dubois coming on mm-hmm. right now. So, you know, they've they got everything making. I'm hoping they make a good run this year, and I think they got every all the material. This could be a year of champions, guys. We have a champion Bombers and a champion Jets. Wouldn't that be something? Wow, I, this city would lose it. You know that. You know that, Chris. It, it, it would be completely out of control, this place. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's something, uh, you know, you look at it. When I talk about the Bombers now and, and uh, doing our little thing, with them, I, I just think that they're so good. There's no weakness. O'Shea, uh, Wade Miller, and Kyle Walters have done such a fantastic job of recruiting and keeping veterans. They have such a culture here, and they have players want to come to Winnipeg and play now. And that's the greatest thing. I mean, uh, you look at what the way they play. I mean, their defense is fantastic. They got now they got Castillo kicking the ball. You bring in Winston Rose, a perennial All Star. I mean, I mean the rich get richer. But uh, listen, uh, I think that I think the I'm not going to put the curse on them. Okay, because I know that you know <laughs> I don't want to curse them. No so curse. I'm not going to say nothing. But I, <laughs> you know, fingers crossed. Uh, back to back. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm, my fingers are crossed. I'm not I'm knocking on wood the whole time here. Uh, Bomber legend uh, Chris Walby. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for for jumping on and sharing some memories and t- talking a little sports here and and sharing some great stuff about uh, Bob Irving announcing his retirement today on 680 CJOB. Thanks, Chris, so much. Time, God bless you, Bob. All right, man. Enjoy your retirement, buddy. You earned it. Yeah. All right. We're, we're, we're continuing to go. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks. Appreciate it. We're continuing to go around the league here, talking to some uh, some broadcasters. Uh, joined now by Rod Peterson, former voice of the Riders on CKRM and now host of the Rod Peterson Show on the Game Plus Network. Uh, hey, Rod, how are you? Good, Cam. Long time no talk, my yeah, friend. I yeah. thought you lost my number. <laughs> no, I hadn't. I had. I was waiting for something big like this to happen. Uh, Bob Irving, of course, uh, announcing his retirement today. I mean, I'm sure you got lots of thoughts going through your head. Oh, I was disappointed, I think, like a lot of people. I mean, Icon does not cover Bob Irving. I'm not telling you or your listeners anything that you don't know. But, yeah, I appreciate you calling and giving me the opportunity. A few things came to mind uh, in my time with Bob. He and I used to sit and argue about which stadium was worse, Winnipeg Stadium or Taylor Field. I said mine was worse. He said his was worse. (laughs) My vote's for Taylor Field. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just, when there was at the time, no hope we thought of ever getting new stadiums. 
And then all of a sudden, boom, we get IG Field and Mosaic Stadium. And then we would argue about which stadium's better. <laughs> and I think we never came to a consensus on anything. But we would stand and talk about this stuff for hours. And Bob was literally like that favorite uncle. He's just so first class. And I also remember walking out of the McMahon Stadium in Calgary, 2009 Grey Cup, with Bob, 13th man. I am literally devastated about to go jump off our bridge and yeah. bob was smiling ear to ear and shaking his head he goes terrible for the riders great for the cfl <laughs> I, was, I was so mad and he, i was like in trauma i didn't even know how to process that or not and then when i left the uh, rough riders a few years ago bob called i think same day he knew the circumstances he knew everything about it and we had a great visit, and I just, I love the man. I literally love the man. Anybody who knows him loves the man. And um, I just want to say thank you, Bob. I hope he's listening now. I'm going to give him a call here uh, at some point when things calm down. Just, man, geez, CFL didn't need to lose another great thing, but they did with this announcement. Thanks a lot, Rod. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cam. Rod Peterson, former voice of the Riders on, on CKRM there and, and now host of the Rod Peterson Show on the Game Plus Network. Uh, Teresa texts the show, Hi, Cam. I, I think it's wonderful that the comments about Bob Irving are about how he made people feel. That's what's important. Yeah, absolutely, Teresa. I, I felt the need to say thank you, Bob. That from Robert. Uh, Rennie says, Bob, no, don't go. Uh, sure, we'll miss you. All the best, Rennie. And Curtis says, I knew the day would come that Bob would retire, but uh, still can't believe it. Uh, great show today, Cam. Thanks thanks a lot, Curtis. And uh, it's Winnipeg Jets game day here on 680 CJOB. Uh, St. Louis Blues in town. Uh, so the Blues coming off this 4-1 loss to the Ducks. Uh, and and they're, they're missing some key guys here. Uh, Captain Ryan O'Reilly, he, he's back. He missed the last uh, uh, set of games here, four games actually due to COVID protocol. Uh, the Blues are going to be without a defenseman, Tori Krug, as well as Miko Mikola. Uh, both are on uh, in, in, in COVID protocol right now. And Braden Shen, uh, who, who's been a great player pretty much everywhere he's gone, in, in my estimation. He's out of the lineup after returning uh, to uh, St. Louis. Uh, he's he's dealing with an upper body injury here. Uh, but David Perron, I mean, and, and he's got 11 points in 10 games. David Perron, his career keeps humming. He keeps revitalizing himself. He's 18th in league scoring over the last three years. David Perron is no slouch. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. after saying, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Vladimir Tarasenko, after saying that he was going to request a trade out of St. Louis, he's playing like a man possessed. Uh, he's got four goals, 11 points in 10 games, plus four. So just going to have their handful with those guys. Uh, Kelly Moore taking over the airwaves. More on that when the Curtis Carpets pregame show gets going at 5 o'clock right here on your radio home of the Winnipeg Jets, 680 CJOB. More coverage. Bob Irving announcing his retirement earlier this morning. Uh, Buck Pierce, a man he shared the airwaves with, uh, OC for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, We'll wrap up the show. Stick around. Buck Pierce after this. Fires it into the end zone for Terrence Edwards. Touchdown! Blue Bombers! A corner route. Buck Pierce to Terrence Edwards. Perfectly thrown against good coverage. And the Bombers have their first touchdown. Uh, Bob Irving back in 2012, helping to tee up my next guest here, Buck Pierce, Blue Bomber offensive coordinator. Uh, hey, Buck, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No, no, my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for jumping on. Uh, back in 2011, you joined Bob on the airwaves here on 680 CJOB for the quarterback show. Uh, what was it like working with Bob? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. You know, I think... Uh, you know, I think, you know, without knowing Bob, you know, I think, uh, you know, a quarterback in a market like Winnipeg would be would be a little daunting, you know, you know, facing the media and, and 
and the fans. Uh, but you know, with Bob there, um, you know, it was it was it was a lot of fun. You know, in 2011 and and 2012, uh, you know, I really enjoyed those evenings. You know, once a week, where I could, you know, go meet with Bob and and talk some football and 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 speak to our fans. You know, it was it was. Uh, you know, I think, you know, part of our friendship that, you know, re- really grew from that. You know, I, I know you met, I know you met your wife here, but uh, did that show help you sort of fall in love with the community and, and sort of make that decision that, hey, you're going to be a Winnipegger? Yeah, well, you know, a number of reasons, you know, and, uh, you know, Bob Irving and people like Bob, um, you know, that, that, you know, is is what the community is, you know, people that are so passionate, you know, about their sports and, and, and the fan base and, and just good people. You know, um, I first met Bob as, as an opposing player, you know, getting interviewed by him, you know, when I was with the BC Lions. And then, you know, when I signed here, obviously I spent more and more time with him, you know, developed a, a relationship for him and just understood that, you know, they called him, you know, legendary, you know, not just for his, his broadcasting, but, but just for being, you know, that type of human being and, and that type of friend, you know, so that uh, you know, definitely, you know, the word legendary describes Bob, you know, perfectly. Any memories stand out? Uh, well, you know, I think just, just, just our friendship, you know, and, and, and our chats, you know, obviously, you know, having, having the radio show, you know, once a week for a couple of years, you know, you really get to know somebody and, and, uh, you know, connect with them, you know, on a different level, um, than just, you know, player and, you know, media, you know, or somebody, you know, covering the team, um, I, I think, you know, we just, you know, when spending time with Bob, like, you know, so many have, uh, you know, you really just see the passion, you know, and, and just, you know, how much he cares about the team and, and you know, he cares about the individuals that, you know, put on the Blue Bomber jersey, you know, and, and uh, you know, you go out there and, 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 you know, obviously, you know, you play for your family and you play for, you know, a number of reasons. But, you know, when, when you have, you know, people like that and, you know, a guy like Bob that's, uh, you know, it, it, it makes it special, you know, for sure. But, uh, you know, a lot of memories. I mean, you know, there, there were some, you know, some tough days, you know, uh, especially in 2012, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you have to face the media. But, uh, you know, that's that's part of the job. And, you know, Bob was always, always honest. You know, he, he uh, you know, says it like it is. And, and uh, you know, that's that's what you want. Um, you know, and he he guided me through a lot of tough times back then. You know, he's 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 a very, you know, dear friend to you know, myself and, and, and my wife. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, thank him enough, you know, for the friendship along the way. What does Bob mean, mean to the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Buck? Well, I think that's, that's, that, that's hard. You know, yeah. that's, that's a extremely hard question. Um, you know, uh, I think, you know, Bob is, is, is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you know, um, you know, you see the stories coming out, you, you hear the people that, you know, call in, you know, to the radio shows and, and, you know, the generations that have, you know, listened to that voice, you know, call the games is, is, uh, you know, what they know. Right. And then, you know, all over Manitoba, all over the CFL. It's all I know, Buck. And it's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, he is, he is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and, uh, you know, he probably, you know, uh, you know, wouldn't like me saying that, but, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, He's been through it all. He's seen it all, and uh, you know he's 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 a fabric of of this franchise. Well, I, I got to ask you, Buck. While I got you on here, put on your offensive coordinator hat just real quick. Is uh, Sean McGuire going to start this week? We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, see what happens, okay. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Buck Pierce, a bomber, uh, Blue Bomber offensive coordinator. I, I really appreciate you popping on. Really, thank you so much. I know I know how busy you hey. guys are. 
Yeah, no problem. No problem. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to continue our uh, run around the league here, uh, joined by some of the broadcasters who've, who've worked with Bob and joined now by Morley Scott, voice of the Elks on Chad in Edmonton. Uh, hey, Morley. So I asked this question just to, just to Bob here in, in, in sort of more s- smaller terms, but I'll ask you now, what, what does Bob mean to the CFL in, in the past, the present, and, and the future? Oh, well, I think uh, especially to people in Winnipeg, but right across the CFL, he just he just means everything. I mean, he's been just there for everything. He's been there for all the big moments. Uh, I know he had to wait a long time between the huge moments in Winnipeg, but um, I- I'm glad he was there for it in, in 2019. But yeah, Bob Irving's just been a part of this league, and that's what I love so much about the Canadian Football League is the people who, who work in it, whether it be in the media or with the teams, and how it becomes part of your family. And that's, uh, that's what, what Bob Irving became to everybody around the Canadian Football League, just, just part of the family, just, a, just a, a warm pair of slippers to put on. And, you know, listening to him do games is just a, a rite of passage in Winnipeg. Well, there's been generations of people who've grown up with him doing play-by-play games here on 680 CJOB. Any, any stories stand out? Yeah, hey, I'm one of them. I, I lived in Winnipeg for for a couple of years in the uh, in the late seventies, and uh, Bob Irving is one of the first voices and names I remember that I said, "Hey, I want to do this. I want to be in the media in my life." And uh, uh, because of that, and and a few other names and voices, I'd gone on to do what I wanted to do, and that is, is be in the media. And it's a privilege to to, to know that uh, to know that I got to do the same kind of work as Bob Irving. Because when I was uh, a young lad and I first heard Bob Irving, I wanted to be Bob Irving, and uh, and and he's played a big role in my in my uh, career, and and I just love listening to him, and I love talking to him. That's the thing. When I started doing games in the CFL in 2010, I was kind of a little apprehensive to meet Bob Irving because sometimes when you meet your heroes, it doesn't work out too well, right? But man. Bob's a, he's not only a great broadcaster, but he's just an awesome person. And uh, he welcomed me, he shook my hand. And uh, every game since then, when, uh, when Edmonton's played Winnipeg, we've had conversations uh, pregame, uh, during the game, and sometimes postgame. And, and we've had each other on po- pregame and postgame shows. And it's just, been, it's just been great for me to not only listen to him as a youngster, but then later in my life to get to know him as a person and, and, and be a colleague of his. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's meant so much to me. I, I'm sure he's meant more to Bomber fans over the years. Like, I mean, almost 50 years doing that job is just a, an incredible achievement. And I'll tell you this, uh, uh, he'll be missed uh, by everybody who knows Bob Irving, that's for sure. Morley Scott, a voice of the Edmonton Elks on our sister station chat out there in Edmonton. Morley, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks a lot, Morley. Uh, Winnipeg Jets game day today. Blues in town. Curtis Carpet's pregame show starts at 5 o'clock right here on 680 CJOB uh, as we uh, look ahead to that game. Kelly Moore taking over the airwaves. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, K- Kathy Kennedy's joining in. Uh, she's filling in for Jim Toth today. Jim, uh, sorely missed on the program today. Uh, thanks for everybody for making this uh, probably the most special show so far in my career. And, and it's just been, it's been great. So I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Canada Life Center concourse for the Curtis Carpets pregame show. Kelly Moore with you, along with uh, uh, the coach, Dwayne Gilawoychuk, John Shannon, our hockey expert, will be joining us as well here uh, for the first few segments of the show. Uh, and, and in a minute, I'll get the guys to weigh in on what was the big news here at CJOB earlier today. But it is a, a hockey show, so we'll uh, just get you up to date on what's going on with the Winnipeg Jets uh, from when they played Saturday to now when they'll be hosting the St. Louis Blues starting at 7 o'clock. Connor Hellebuck is back in. Mark Scheifele, who was nicked up in that 2-0 loss to the New York Islanders, 
will play tonight. Paul Stastny, who took a shot off the foot from teammate Neil Pionk, will not play. His spot on uh, that line with Kopp and Ehlers will be taken up by Jansen Harkins. Nikolai Ehlers also got a little dinged up in that loss to the Islanders. Didn't finish practice yesterday, but he was out for the morning skate. Uh, and so that kind of brings you up to date on uh, everything that's going on. And for the first time since game three of the season, the Jets are going to go with 12 forwards and six defensemen. So with uh, their thoughts on all of that, head coach Paul Maurice along with Mark Schaefer and Jansen Harkins. Because Mark comes back in and um, I want to make sure that, I mean, he says he's 100% ready to go, but when you got some injury concerns, just want to make sure we have enough for us, so we'll go 12 tonight. The latest on Paul Stassen, we would imagine. Yeah, so nothing changed for him. Other, I mean, the tests are good, so it just didn't feel like he could push today, so we didn't want to put a skate on him and, and when he already knew that it was it was still pretty sore. So it'll take a little while for the swelling to go down, the pain to go away, and then he'll be back. But there's been no setback. You know, you never want to, you know, have to leave a game and not be able to come back. It's it's a pretty crappy feeling, you know. It's been a, yeah, it has been a weird start to the year, but, you know, that's uh, that's life. You know, we play a contact sport. We play a, you know, we play a physical game and there's a chance of that happening. But, um, you know, lucky, luckily it wasn't, uh, you know, anything more. And I, uh, you know, feel good today and, you know, ready to play today. Pretty exciting. Obviously, uh, you want to go out there and play and, and try to contribute. So, good opportunity for me to do that. So, just try to go out there, keep it simple, and take advantage, really. What about specifically playing Ehlers and Pop? I mean, pretty similar. I mean, two really good players, both lefties. I mean, we're pretty much all left up front. So, um, Nikki plays the right side really well, and Andrew's obviously a super smart player. So, just try to bring something obviously a little bit different um, with my game and try to compliment them a little. We'll bring best line and then Nash in and I like what Nash has done. It gives us a right hand shot on that unit if we want or we can we can put one of the other guys there. But but, but really the 12 is just I, I got some minor injuries like everybody has and I just don't want to get to 9 or 10 guys early in the game. When I mean, we can get through it, I'm not worried about those. All those guys can handle the minutes. It just seemed like a good time to just have some coverage. Yeah, so I think we can read into that. Mark Scheifele and even Nikolai Ehlers uh, for going with the 12 forwards tonight. Okay, we'll get back to talking hockey in a second here. Uh, but this morning on the start, just after the 7 o'clock news, Bob Irving announced that he is going to be hanging up the microphone uh, at the end of this Canadian Football League season, which we know will include uh, the CFL Western Final on Sunday, December 5th at IG Field between the Blue Bombers and an as-yet-to-be-determined opponent. Uh, Kelly Moore with you. I said my piece with Kathy Kennedy earlier today. The coach, Dwayne Gillowoychuk, is here, and so is our hockey expert, John Shannon. John, you have known Knuckles for eons, and uh, just before we talk a little hockey, your thoughts on, on Bob Irving uh, announcing uh, the end to what has been one of the most celebrated football broadcasting careers, not only in Canada, but I would say in North America. Well, first of all, let me just say, Kelly, uh, you, you said, you know, the, the Western final. Uh, aren't you talking about the Grey Cup? Aren't you talking about the bombers in the Grey Cup in Hamilton? Uh, what is it, December the twelfth? Well, the we won't be we won't be doing that <laughs> game though, John. Uh, you, I think you know what? If I was if I was CGLB, I'd be sending my own crew to do the game because you have the rights to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so listen, I, I you're right. I have known Bob since uh, uh, well the mid '80s, 
uh, and uh, and had the true honor of working alongside of him uh, in the TV world when we brought Bob to television for the Canadian Football Network. Uh, and uh, I don't think there's anybody as passionate about uh, uh, not just the game of football, but quality broadcasting than, than Bob. And, you know, through that, I got to know his lovely wife, Day, and and the whole family that have uh, Kyle, who's turned out to be such a great success story himself. Um, you know, the, what, here, here's here's the one thing I would tell you about Bob that when I when I read the news this morning, um, the, as much as I was thrilled to be with him on a national platform like Canadian Football Network, you know, people in Vancouver and in Toronto never got the real joy of understanding how great Bob Irving was. Because uh, Bob Irving was and is a consummate professional and brought every ounce of that to every Bomber game and every CFL game he ever did. And he did two of the, two of the greatest Grey Cups in, my, in memory in my mind were play-by-play by Bob Irving. And that's something I'll always be proud of. I'll be very proud of our friendship. Right on, yeah, and I know he feels the same way about you too, John. Dwayne Gillowoychuk, you might not have worked directly with Bob Irving, but uh, you uh, uh, certainly from a fan perspective are very, very familiar. John just mentioned uh, perhaps the people in Vancouver and Toronto didn't get to appreciate just how good Bob is, uh, but you would certainly know that uh, being a Manitoba and Winnipeg boy. Yeah, there's lots of memories for me growing up as a little kid and then getting into, you know, the hockey world and, and just kind of getting to know some of the media. But as a young kid, it, he made you feel like you were at every game that you listened to on the radio. He made you feel that you were at, you know, at, uh, at center field and you were right, right there in the game action. And I can remember a lot of memories of me and my dad listening to the, you know, the games in the cabin and just the games at home and sitting there and his voice, you could just, uh, you, it made you feel like that you were one of the fans in the stand and anytime anybody uh, you told anybody you were from Winnipeg and you talked about the Jets and it went to the Bombers his name came up right away and uh, he's made such a piece for himself and and such a, uh, a history for himself and He's one of the. He's one of a kind, and uh, you know I, I'm pretty lucky just to be able to one to have the ability to sit and listen to him, but also uh, share a couple laughs with him along the way. Right on. All right. Uh, so the Winnipeg Jets with the hump game of this seven-game home stand uh, that thus far uh, produced a shootout victory over the Dallas Stars, a lopsided win over Chicago, and then John Shannon. Uh, we expected a real, real tough battle uh, between the Jets and the New York Islanders. Saturday, and we certainly saw that in that two nothing game. I, I viewed that as a learning curve game, uh, yeah. Kelly. Uh, you, you know, in, in so many ways. And let's face it, uh, there's lots of teams that this that the Jets and, and all the Canadian teams haven't seen for a long period of time. Uh, so the learning curve of what a team out of the Metropolitan Division, when it comes to town, and how prepared a guy, you know, a, a guy from from uh, did, what did he play junior in Dauphin, didn't he, Barry? Uh, yep. So a, a, a prepared team like the Islanders coming to town, I think was probably a really good thing for the long term. And, and Paul may not agree with you at, in the press conference after the game, but I think uh, probably underneath his breath he's saying, hey, I don't mind losing a game like that because we did lots of things well, and now we have to learn to do and improve the things we didn't do well. The other thing was, give Eric, Eric Comrie kept the team in the game at times. Sure did. Uh, and again, and I mean, and you know, and what you said yesterday uh, in in your commentary about what Eric uh, Eric has brought to the team, he's probably laid to rest a few of a few of the doubts 
as the number two goaltender, which allows, I think, a few people in the organization to uh, have a giant sigh of relief. You know, and, and Dwayne, from the coach's perspective, what John just said there about the benefits of losing a real tough game where some, uh, I don't want to call it your weaknesses, but where some of the things that you do have to get better at are exposed. Yeah, you know, there's certain aspects of the Jets, how they're going to have to continue to work on it. And some of the games before the Islanders game, they were able to get away with it by, you know, some of the waves and some of the momentum and some of the games and starts of the season that some of these offensive players have had. They've been able to find some goals this offensively just by catching uh, teams sleeping or using their offensive speed or their talent. And playing against a team like the Islanders, who their attention to detail is one of the best in, in the National Hockey League, how they defend, how they make you go through their team 200 feet, and just the execution and all the little things that the Jets know they have to do, not only offensively but defensively. they got to play a very clean game in every aspect of uh, of their play in all three zones. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's a game that they'll look at. They'll have some great uh, video to look at as a team, and now the coaching staff has some video to back up the way that they want to play when they come against a team like that the next time. Well, Connor Hellebuck is back between the pipes tonight. Uh, John just addressed uh, uh, the fine play of Eric Comrie in the three games that he started uh, in Hellebuck's absence. And uh, Connor talked about uh, the arrival of his new son to start last week. Yeah, his name is Hugh Joseph Hellebuck, and um, it was great. He's got a rock star of a mom, and she's been handling everything, and her grandma's been in town helping, which has been great. And, being able to be around him and hold him is just a, it's a feeling that you can't describe. And it's not too personal to ask, Connor, is there significance with the Hugh Joseph? Uh, the Joseph is just her family line name, so I helped her keep that along. So congratulations to Connor, Andrea, and, of course, uh, young Hugh, who, according to the goalie, uh, had a great night's sleep <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday night <laughs> for, for him to return back to practice on Monday. And, the, and that is always a good thing, for sure. Uh, when we continue here with the Curtis Carpets pregame show, we're going to hear from uh, Connor Hellebuck on being away and coming back. And, uh, yeah, with that, uh, we'll do as far as uh, the uh, rhythm to his game because he talks a lot about that and of course the details as we continue on 680 CJOB.